Casey's confidential. Hey. Kansas City's best. Welcome to Kansas City Confidential, a podcast where we hear from the people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. Each guest shares their personal stories of life in Kansas City and discuss the brands they have built. I'm your host, Sari, and today's guest is Sierra Otto. Sierra is the owner and designer behind Sierra Winter Jewelry. Sierra Winter Jewelry is a handcrafted collection of high quality and inspired pieces that are made using high quality sterling silver, 18 karat cold vermeil, and natural stones. There's no nickel or brass in any of the jewelry. Sierra wants all of her customers to feel as good as they look, which is good as hell. She grew up on a ranch in the Flint Hills of Kansas. From an early age, she loved to draw and collect stones on the prairie. She received a BFA in metalsmithing and jewelry design from the University of Kansas, Rock Chalk, and worked as a jewelry designer for Silpata Designs before launching her own line in 2015. Sierra now lives with her husband and daughter Opal in Kansas City and is expecting her second baby in April. Welcome to the podcast, Sierra. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to to have you. I own a couple of your pieces. And I actually, I have to give credit where credit is due. The first time I saw your jewelry was actually on Amanda Bergman's Instagram, Namaste in KC. And she had posted about some pieces that she bought. And I immediately was like, oh my gosh, this is so cute. What is it? What is this brand? And so that was where I saw it for the first time. And I've been a big fan ever since. Amanda's awesome. I love, um, I love how people like share things. That's how I find out about anything is if seeing someone share about it and um, just the the way the word gets spread. It's so great. Yeah. Especially I feel like within the local community in Kansas city and that the idea of supporting local, I feel like Instagram has been such a positive tool in helping brands spread the word. And yeah, you see one person post about it and it's kind of this domino effect. Yeah. And it's a quick way to share. It's like quick, quick and painless. Like you snap a photo and you tag someone. How easy is that to share the love? Yeah, absolutely. Well, awesome. So you have a BFA in metal smithing and jewelry design. So obviously jewelry is something you've always sort of been interested in and is starting your own jewelry business. Was that always the the goal, the dream? Um. I think it was always in like the back of my mind of something I wanted to do. Um, never in college. I, I don't know what I thought I was going to do when I was in college, but um, I went through um, the fine arts program at KU, got a degree in jewelry design. And um, I kind of felt there like in, in art school, the business part of it was never talked about other than if you were going to be like a gallery artist or um, going into like fine jewelry. So the, what I'm doing now is never anything I thought that I could do. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. And so um, after uh, working at Salpata Designs, how did you eventually come up with the idea of Sierra Winter Jewelry? So Salpata was like an education in itself. It um, I learned all the fundamentals of how to manu- or like how to uh, fabricate jewelry, like make it by hand when I was in college. And then when I went and worked at Sulpata, I really, I learned how to design to manufacture. Um, So working with vendors who did all of the casting and 
uh, stone sourcing and everything like that, where I was truly the designer. Um, you know, I, and I, I still design the same way. It's like pin on paper. Um, and that's, so yeah, Salpata was where I feel like I got my education of what I wanted to do or the jewelry I wanted to design when I left to start my own business. So what was that sort of first feeling like you're, you're changing, you know, you're pivoting and starting your own business. You're taking the leap, you know, what, what was that initial, the first sort of six months, how was it, you know, starting out? Yeah. Um, so I, when I was wanting to leave Salpata, it was kind of like, um, like senioritis feeling, you know, when you're just kind of like checked out your senior year of college or high school. And I, I loved what I was able to do. I just, I wanted to build something for myself and like just work towards my own goals. Um, so I left Salpata and the, on like a Friday and the next Monday I had worked with a lawyer. We got my LLC up and running and, um, I knew that I was going to design collections. I was going to have it manufactured and I knew it was going to be called Sierra winter. And then everything else, I just kind of had to figure out. So I had to work with, find new suppliers to work with. And, um, it was a long process. It was like a, almost a nine month process from like the day that I quit to, um, the day that I launched. And now looking back on it, it's like, that's actually wasn't that long of time. But, um, when I was in the thick of it, just working by myself, trying to start this business seems like a long time. And especially when I kept telling people like, Hey, I'm, I'm starting the story business. And it's like, I kept talking about it, but I like, didn't even have like samples of what was going to be like sold or anything like that. Yeah. And so with your, your first line, your first collection, how did you know what you want to, cause you carry, you know, necklaces, all different, you have a lot of variety in, in your joy lines and collection. So how were you figuring out, you know, which pieces were initially going to be launched? Yeah. So, I mean, the line is pretty large now, but that first um, collection, I think we had like 15 pieces in it total. And I designed it how I design pretty much any collection now. It's just kind of what goes together. How, like, how is it going to look when it's on making sure I had a variation of price points, um, silhouettes. And um, it was just like, a micro version of that. And when you were designing, where do you get your inspiration from? Um, you know, it's, I think a lot about like the female body, like how, how is something going to look on her? What pieces might she already have? That's how I kind of think about it now. Like, and like, what's in the line, where, where do we have opportunity for new silhouettes and new styles? Cause I never want to like cannibalize a certain item that sells really well by coming out with something that's going to look exactly like it. Um, but I always say, like, I've always said that I've, I'm inspired by the Flint Hills growing up on the prairie, but I think that inspiration is just kind of like, it's my place that I go to clear my head to, to then be inspired to design, to be creative. Nice. And I love one of the things I love about your jewelry is like that you can layer up. And so pieces kind of all go together. And something else that I want to bring up is often on your stories, you talk about mixing metal. And it's funny because I think growing up, I, I don't know, maybe it's a generational thing of like silver goes with silver gold goes with gold. And even to this day, I love the look on other people when they mix metal. But I think when I put it on myself, I'm like, oh, I don't know, like this, they're different metals, they don't go together. But how important is that to you with, you know, when you're designing and and the mixture? 
Well, I'd say it's definitely gotten more important because gold is so expensive. So um, that's kind of helped us bring in some more silver because it's just, it's a little more affordable, but you can get some of those bigger, chunkier pieces in silver that we wouldn't be able to do in gold. Um, And my, like my rule for mixing metals is like a two to one ratio of either like silver to gold or gold to silver. Growing up in Flint Hills and you were obviously very inspired by the area that you grew up in. Was there a lot of like fashion that also inspired you? I I have to be honest, I have never been to Flint Hills. So (laughs) So the Flint Hills is like a section in Kansas, um, central Kansas. So I grew up in Manhattan, Kansas, and my family has a ranch outside of Manhattan. Um, And it's just a very beautiful, I mean, it's like, it's the prairie. So no, there's no fashion, but I think like how beautiful it is, it's, it inspires creatives. So I mean, whether like it's like me as a jewelry designer to like really talented painters and um, writers, it's just a beautiful place to be inspired by whatever drives you. You use a lot of opal in your jewelry and your daughter's name is opal. So what is it about opal that that you love so much? Um, It's so like I've always felt like it's like kind of a magical stone. So when you look at a, an opal, there's um, like iridescence within the stone and that's called the fire. Um, my grandma had this opal ring and I used to like, I used to like covet this ring. I, I own it now, but um, just how like, they've just always been my favorite stones. Um, Cause everyone is so different. Each stone is so different. And yeah, so that my daughter's name is opal. I guess it's like a I don't know, full circle thing of my love for all the things. So, so being a business owner, what are some of the challenges that come with that? Um, well, in the beginning, um, I mean, there's so many, like so many hats you have to wear as a business owner. Um, so, I mean, when you're doing it all by yourself, there's a lot to conquer. So it really limits like growth and potential for growth and what you can do just as a human, Um, and for me, when I was starting out, so I found out I was pregnant with my daughter Opal the week before I launched Sierra winter jewelry. And so that first year and a half, I didn't have childcare and it was just me working in the business. And so things were, I I mean, things still grew really fast, but, um, it was just a lot of work doing it by myself, (laughs) but now, um, I have two full-time employees and then, um, we have some shop, um, sales associates too which is great. But still, I mean, even though there's three full-time people in business, we all still wear so many hats, whether it's like, I mean, I, I'm like the designer, I'm the, you know, the CFO, I'm the person who does, you know, like you just, yeah, there's yeah. a lot, a lot to be done. <laughs> right. And when exactly did you open your store on Gregory? So we moved in, in January of 2020, um, you know, perfect time to open a retail store. But um, most of our business has, I mean, our business has been online now for almost six years. So most of our customers knew how to shop with us already. So when the pandemic happened, everyone was still just shopping online. And um, then we just pushed our grand opening back to October, 2020. So we've been in that space now for since October, January, 2020, two years. Yeah. Yeah. And with, you know, most customers shopping online, did you feel a lot of effects of COVID and when the pandemic hit? Um, not at first. Um, we actually had like a record breaking 
year in 2020 with sales. Um, and we did have, we've, we've had a few like manufacturing, like bottlenecks. Um, so our lead times are just a little bit longer, but we plan way in advance for, for that. So luckily we haven't had too many things happen. (laughs) Yeah. Knock on wood. And I love the, the area that, that the shop is in. I am an avid needle pointer. So I'm oh, you over are. in the corner quite, um, quite often where, where the shops are. And actually um, my aunt is one of the owners of Eclectics. So oh I am over in that facility all the time, but how did you pick uh, that area when you were looking for retail spots? So I like, I'm a huge believer in like like manifesting. And I like, it had been in my mind. I was like, I know I want like a space. Like I had been looking at some spaces with um, a real estate agent and then a photographer that I know posted on Facebook that she um, was giving up her space. And I looked at the pictures. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like a blank slate. We don't need much space. Jewelry isn't big. And then it just happened to be at Gregory and Oak. And um, I live like two minutes from there. So that's kind of how I picked it. It's we walk there all the time and it's just very convenient. Yeah. And now with front range coffee next door, it's like the perfect (laughs) corner. We uh, are all spending so much money at front range because we go every day. Um, It's just so easy. And um, we get, I I love that corner. We love McLean's. um, And then we like go to beer station all the time after work. So speaking of local businesses, as a local business owner, how important is it to you to support other, other local businesses? This is so important because it's like, I mean, otherwise everything would be so boring, right? Like everything, I I don't know. I, it's like one of my, like, I feel like core values is to support and shop local as much as possible. Um, And we, especially around where um, I live in Brookside, there's just so many great restaurants and stores and um, any, anything local is great. Is that something you feel like became more important to you once you became a business owner yourself? Yes. And I, I'd always like, we'd always eat at like, you know, non-chain cool, like cool restaurants when I was, before I had my own business. Um, I think the more like shopping and making sure like even down to like where we buy our toys for our daughter. Yes. I shop at Target, but like we go to Brookside Toy and Science to get birthday gifts for people. And it's like just trying to keep it as local as possible. I love that. I I don't have kids, but I'm very similar in the sense that I uh, try, I always say I try to support local like 80% of the time, give or take. Obviously, yeah. I went to Target yesterday, probably will go back tomorrow, but in general. I mean, do I like, have things coming from Amazon all the time? Yeah, I do. But So when you are not running your business, what does life in Kansas city look like for you? Um, we, so I try not to work on the weekends. That's like, I want to have a very normal weekend. We do activities with my daughter. Um, we hang out with our friends a lot. We have a really great, good group of friends that all have kids kind of around the same age. And if there's like a festival or a little event going on, like a strawberry swing or something like that, we try to go and yeah, I don't know. It's usually a lot has to do with like a lot with food um, food and drinks. And luckily there's just so many great options for that in Kansas city. Yeah. And that sounds like an ideal weekend <laughs> to me. What are some of your favorite, uh, local restaurants? Gosh. Um, 
where do we go a lot? We went to Xwall last night. Um, so I'm very pregnant. I'm doing like two weeks and with this pregnancy, like cooking sounds absolutely terrible. So we've been eating out so much. Um, but, but we love, like, we love hanging out at Casey Beer Co. We love Waldo Thai, um, stopping like to Mean Mule and King G is great down on the crossroads. Yeah. We're really lucky here in Kansas city. We have some great options. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are all great. I love all of those places. And, um, so just in general, what are some of your favorite things about living in Kansas city? Um, I think it's a community of like, and I feel like it's this community of local businesses. I've met so many people, so many amazing people through Sierra winter jewelry and, you know, spending our time and our money locally meeting business owners. Um, it's just, the, I don't know, the community of especially Brookside is just, it's amazing. It's a small, it's a small town in a, in a medium-sized city. I know with, in the business, you guys have, you do pop-ups every once in a while with other local businesses. So how does that work? How are you figuring out who should pop up and when, and what's sort of your overall process with that? Yeah. So we, um, meet like probably once a quarter, um, the whole team and we plan out, like we have this huge calendar where we're like, I mean, it goes down to like production, to in-store pop-ups, to email marketing, all the things. But um, we just had a planning meeting the other day um, to plan kind of through um, August of like, hey, we don't have anything going on this weekend. Let's try to get a pop-up scheduled here. Let's And just trying to, trying to do events that are going to bring different people in and new faces into the shop. I feel like the pop-up world in Kansas City is, is really big and there's pop-ups all the time. I think people, it's been fun to sort of see all the places that people are popping up and just the variety as well. Yeah. yeah we, when I started Sierra Winter Jewelry for the first, oh my gosh, I feel like three years, that's all we were doing was pop-ups. We didn't have a, like a store to like get out in front of people, um, regularly, but that's just kind of what you do. Um, and yeah. So sort of on the the flip side of what your favorite things are, if you could change anything about Kansas city, what, what would it be? Um, well, you sent me those questions last night and I have been cursing the fricking potholes in Kansas city, Missouri. It is awful. And like I said, I'm very pregnant. So I literally have to like brace myself to drive down Warnell or Brookside Boulevard. Um, I just wish we were a little, um, we could get those fixed. Uh, that's my personal beef with Kansas city right now. There was a sinkhole today, um, on, uh, I think somewhere on state line, I can't seem to find the post about it, but anyway, it was on, I believe the Missouri side of state line. And I saw some, um, funny jokes about, you know, that would happen. I know everyone around winter time, people love to talk about the difference between the Kansas side and the Missouri side. But yeah, I actually hit a terrible pothole a few weeks ago. I watched my hubcap pop off, hit the car behind oh me. Oh my God. And I um, had a hole in my tire. And then I went back to the same spot and I saw hubcap graveyard. There were eight other hubcaps right against this fence where this pothole was. And all I thought to myself was, at least I'm not the only one. 
that, I mean, <laughs> that is crazy. It's like, yeah, our roads suck. I have a whole bunch of friends that live like the majority of our friends live like south of 435 on the Kansas side. And I always joke that like I have to drive to Oklahoma to go visit them. I'm going to bring my snacks. And they're like, well, you know, at least we don't have all the potholes. I'm like, yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, M- must be nice. <laughs> it's a valid point. So with your due date being very soon, which congratulations, by the hey, way, um, are you planning to take any time off any maternity leave? Absolutely. Um, I didn't really do it with my daughter, Opal, because, um, just at that time it was, if I didn't work, like my business didn't run. So, um, but this time I have a team and I'm going to take, uh, May and June off and then start to come back in July. We're going to be moving our, we're, we bought a house and we're moving too. So of course, just like all the things at one time, um, so we'll take some time to get moved into our new house, but, um, we've planned it and, um, I have everything designed for fall already. Yeah. It'll be nice to just take a step back, but I also think it's going to be kind of hard because I love what I do and I love my business. So we'll see if that, we'll see how long it lasts. <laughs> and so with you saying you already have the line for fall designed, how far in advance are you typically getting these things ready and, you know, I guess I really should have asked in the beginning, what's sort of the timeline of when you start to sketch a design versus when it is a finished product in hand and can be purchased? So it's usually like six to month, six to nine months of like a um, process from concept to when it launches. And then just knowing that what my life was going to look like this next summer, um, I just had to do everything really early. So, which was good. And I, and I had time and the, the mental space to just be creative and yeah. Are there ever sketches that you work on and you're trying to get just right. And then they make it all the way to production and they don't quite turn out the way that you had envisioned in your mind. Yes. All the time. <laughs> um, so what I do is like, we'll I'll, um, design and then we'll sample. We usually do like two samples of it first. And then if that's approved, it goes to production. And there are so many things that come back and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is not what I drew at all. Or just the, just something was totally lost in communication. Sometimes it's funny, but, um, and then there's some pieces that like I'll design and will it won't make it into the line for maybe a year. Um, and I'll go back and look at samples and maybe pull it back out and then, then it comes to life. So if it's just, it, if it wasn't right, then it might be right a different time. Yeah. What are some of your most popular pieces that you sell? Um, actually this, uh, like snake chain necklace. I don't know if this, uh, this won't be on video, but no, but I um, have both of the necklaces you're wearing. So funny. <laughs> um, so both of these are really popular. So the wildfire, the eclipse, um, the Freebird necklace is like one of our best selling pieces. It's like a Phoenix, um, statement piece. Um, any, any of our small like hoops sell great. We have some like, um, just really good price points for like tiny earrings. I'm more of it. I really like big jewelry. <laughs> I love a hoop. Yeah. I would say, and you, some of the pop-ups that you've offered are like piercing parties. Cause I know you have a couple of earrings. I will admit. So I 
I only have like my first pierced and then my tragus and cartilage, but you do have this earring that is designed for people who have like double piercings. And every time I'm like, man, maybe I'll get my ears. You need to come just for this earring. Come in and get another piercing. Um, yeah, we have been doing piercing parties, um, since 2018. Um, and I mean, they're great people come, they get pierced with our jewelry. Um, and they usually leave with more jewelry. So yeah. And how'd you come up with, with that idea? Just from, we'd seen, we'd seen some people doing some like piercing parties, but it just makes sense. Like that's a very, like, it, I mean, it makes sense for our business. It makes perfect sense for our business. So yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. It's so fun. And I love, you know, people usually like bring a girlfriend or book tickets with a couple of girlfriends and make it at like a night out. And that's so fun. Yeah. And like you said that statement pieces are some of your favorites and I tend to go sort of back and forth between like really dainty jewelry and then having statements. So it's nice that you offer such a variety. And as we mentioned earlier, that the pieces are really meant to layer up and go together. So you can have, you know, I have, um, like a dainty necklace that I'll pair with, with a more chunky necklace. And so it's, it's nice to have the options. Yeah. And, and everything I design, it's designed for like, you can dress it up. You can just wear it with like a white tee and jeans. Like you, you can be super casual with it or dress it up. What are some of your favorite pieces you've designed? Um, the blue stem earrings are probably like, they're like my, my firstborn. Um, I, I love them. They were in the first collection. I love the free bird necklace. I love the harvest necklace. Um, and then I've, I've really loved all the like beaded necklaces we've been doing. So there's like the, the Palomas, the turquoise, that was like the first one we did. And it's just fun to, it's like fun for spring and summer, um, to layer beaded necklaces. Can you give me any sneak peek of what is in the fall line to come? Yes. Um, just some like almost more talisman pieces, some like, like vintage coin looking, pieces. Um, what else? We have some really fun earrings actually coming out on the 21st of this month that are, they're called the Paloma necklaces. So it's like our first beaded earring and they're going to be like, they're going to be so fun for summer. Um, I'm really excited about this. How do you come up with all of the names for your jewelry? I was going through your website earlier And, you know, obviously I think the first thing people look at is typically the picture of the jewelry and just sort of how it looks, but I was reading through all the names and yeah. How do you come up with the names (laughs) for each piece? Um, we have a spreadsheet with a whole bunch of just like, I don't know if I hear something, I'm like, oh my God, that'd be a great name for a piece or if like, yeah. So usually the piece is designed and then we go back and we give everything like its own personality. That's like how I want it to feel. So whether it's like named after one of my best friends or I don't know, something to do with like the cosmos or then we have a new pair of earrings called the open bar hoops. So they're like part of our wedding collection. So some are kind of, you know, cheeky and some of them are literally like hollow hoop earring. So (laughs) it ranges, (laughs) but I do love, um, I love giving each piece a personality. I can tell just by talking to you how important it is to you to have just your jewelry line in general, but also like each piece having its own importance. And I can tell, I mean, even it's on your website that you want everyone who wears your jewelry to feel vibrant and have their personal personality come through. And I've, I love jewelry. I've always loved jewelry. And I definitely think it's 
one of the best ways to kind of show your personality and get Absolutely. you know, dainty or, you know, more chunky pieces. It's, it's so fun. And it really lets each person individually decide, you know, what, what they want to do, what they want to feel that day. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, you have your fall line coming up. Any other pop-ups you have coming up soon? Yeah, we, we have a piercing party later this month. Um, we have, um, shop C who's a local, um, like boutique. So she's going to come pop up at the end of April. Um, we're having cafe cafe come in and do another coffee bar. Um, we're going to have a big birth, six birthday party in May. I, I know all this off the top of my head. Cause I literally just put it into our calendar, but we I was are, gonna say, this is impressive that you're just like <laughs> rattling off everything you have coming yes. up. There's, there's a lot of fun things coming up in the next few months while I'm away, but I will be there for the party. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I say it takes so much organization to, to have all of this and like I said, just the overall, the step-by-step process. So, you know, how, um, with your team, is that something that will expand eventually, or are you look, you know, at some point wanting to open another location? Is that at all? That's, that's in the, in the plan is to open another location, probably not another Kansas city store. So somewhere else. Um, but that's kind of like the one to two year plan. Okay. And so knowing me, that means it's probably going to happen in six months when, you know, just new baby, new house, new, uh, new shop. So dive in head first. (laughs) Yeah. That seems to be what we do. So are there ever any um, surprises of when people are ordering online and you see where someone, where it's being shipped to? Are you ever just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe someone at this place knows about my jewelry and has bought something? Yes. And it was that way for quite a while. Now, like we ship all over the country now. Um, we have retailers, we have almost a hundred retailers that sell our jewelry across the country. So, um, I, I mean, I still get, I get excited when I see someone buying something outside of Kansas city. And how was, um, how'd you make that decision to, to not only sell jewelry in your own retail shop, but also branch out and have, cause I know you have stuff at shop Scooby and some other local retailers here, but what was that process like of kind of jumping out and, and connecting with other retailers? Yeah. So that's something we started doing, um, probably six months into starting Sierra winter jewelry and, um, just, it's a, just another revenue stream for us. And, and really it's marketing because we're working with stores all over the country that are then exposing, like our jewelry is being exposed to all these new people. Um, and it just, it just makes sense for growth. Where was your first retail spot outside of your own that you sold your jewelry? I think coveted home on the plaza or made in KC was my first wholesale account. And then out of state. Oh my gosh. I don't even remember probably somewhere in Texas or California. I don't, I honestly don't even remember. Was How was the travel for that? Just like deciding which, you know, retailers kind of fit what your overall message and, and stuff like that. Cause I imagine there are some retailers that don't feel like they overall are on the same page. Yeah. And, and, and if we're not like on the same page, like we, we don't work with like people because of like price points and uh, you know what they carry. But um, yeah, in the beginning it was like, most of it's done through email. We send out line sheets. Um, we use our website as a huge tool. And then um, now we go to wholesale trade shows 
in New York twice a year. And we have uh, LA showroom who they travel all over the country um, to different shows for us. Trade shows are, are crazy. I've been to actually worked um, in the produce industry for a couple of years. And I went to produce trade shows, which was fascinating, but I think just trade shows in general are so fun, but are so overwhelming. They are, they can be overwhelming. It's uh, the where we kind of have it down now, but like they can be really exhausting. Um, it's like, you're on, you know, you're on all day smart, you know, it can be really exhausting, but I would, I would much rather do a three-day trade show than a pop-up and trade shows are, it's a lot of time on your feet. It is. <laughs> they are expensive, but they definitely pay off. And I do feel now that we've been in the, we've started, we did our first trade show in 2018 and it's almost like a snowball effect of meeting retailers. And then they see you a couple of times and then it, um, you know, they could see you three times at different times of the year and then finally place their order. So it's just good to be in front of people. Yeah. I feel like sometimes there's probably a little game of like cat and mouse because you said it's as from a marketing standpoint, obviously you want your jewelry in as many places as possible in front of as many eyes as possible, but it's, yeah, it's always a little of, of the back and forth. There's a lot of back and forth. Yes. <laughs> the, what local retailers are you, are you currently in, in Kansas city? So we are in Georgie, um, Luna, Shop Scooby, um, Lady Buy. I'm going to forget someone. I know it. Uh, Woodside Spa. Are you made in KC? Made in KC. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, I know I'm forgetting someone. That's so nice. It's nice that you have like a presence and obviously you have your Gargarine Oak location, but it's sort of widespread throughout, throughout the city. Yeah. And, and like working with retailers, like they're never going to have the entire full collection. We have that at our store, but it's, it's like how a customer would shop. It's like what, what suits their store the best? Like what suits their store's personality? Just as like any other customer would come in and pick out like a pair of earrings or necklace that kind of goes with their, their style. So it's fun to see what stores decide to carry out of the entire collection. You've been open for six years. Do you still get excited when people are sharing things on their Instagram story or do people ever even come up to you? I don't know if people recognize you, but say like, oh my gosh, I'm wearing, it's my favorite. Yeah, and it's necklace. like the coolest thing. <laughs> I absolutely love it. And um, my husband jokes that he's like the head of ego management at Sierra Winter Jewelry because it's, yeah, I get really excited about it. And I get so excited to see people wearing my jewelry out and about. Like I'll go up to them and be like, I love your necklace. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it has to be just such a good, yeah. Good feeling of, especially because I mean, you and your team of all people know the hard work that goes behind every piece that you're making. So seeing it on other people, I'm sure is, is really rewarding. Yeah, it is. Where, so obviously that you have the um, as you mentioned, the local retailers and your own shop as well. And then people can order online and you do offer a um, pickup in store option, right? Yes. Yep. So like quick pickup, if you've got your kids in the car, you can order online and we usually have it ready for you that day, maybe within the hour um, you can come by and pick it up. Um, yeah. And then where can people follow you on any social media or anything like Sierra that? Winter Jewelry. 
Um, we're most active on Instagram, um, not so much on Facebook, but yeah, Instagram is kind of where we're, we're hanging out. As we said earlier, I think Instagram has become such a helpful tool in the local business uh, area, especially with, I know having my kids see Instagram that I always get excited, though I'm not a designer. I get excited when people message me about something I've worn and they're like, oh my gosh, where's that from? And especially if it's local, I just get excited myself to share this is who it's by and and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Any, um, anything else, anything you want listeners to know about you or about Sierra winter jewelry? No, just come into the shop, say hi. Um, again, I love seeing people wear our jewels and I will be back working sometime this year, um, August but um, everything will run smoothly and my team is awesome. And um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, perfect. And then I was um, probably for pop-ups as well. It's best to follow you on Instagram to know schedule and you know what is popping up when. Yes. And we also, um, we're, we have a very active email. Like we send out email campaigns twice a week that have like kind of what's going on for the week and highlights on pieces and then promotional um that's where everything goes live first. So sales and um, just things you should know. We also just signed up for text marketing too. So it's kind of like our little VIP club is our text marketing. Oh, nice. Oh yeah. I meant to, cause you do have like a VIP sort of yeah. club, right? Yes. We have a membership um, yes. called the buy cool shit crew, um, the BCS crew. And basically it's a membership. We, we have signups once a year and they get 20% off all year in-store online on like, I mean, candles, jewelry, any, anything we have in the store. Um, and then we do, they get first access to our coveted sample sale in July and, um, anything they get first dibs on anything pretty much. That's awesome. And how yeah. can someone sign up to be a member of that? Well, stay tuned. Cause we'll, we'll open our enrollment for that next February. So we just closed out the one for 2022. So we'll do it. We have them open once a year. But we will be blasting it on all the things. So, yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you again so much for being here. Except I, I've, I'm a big fan. I own multiple pieces of yours, and I always, I always get so many compliments on them, and especially with the pieces I have that have opal in it. I think opal is still, you know, a stone I didn't actually learn about until way later in life. And I think some people are either really familiar with it or they don't know what it is at all. And so, um, it's always fun to like, not that I have much knowledge at all (laughs) to share with anyone, but, um, I get excited when, when people ask me what it is and and where it's from. So, well, thank you. And you are such an amazing supporter of Kansas city. So, um, thank you for sharing and asking me to be here and, um, Yeah, you're awesome. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. So yeah, everyone go follow Sierra Winter Jewelry on Instagram. Make sure to check out their store and all the local retailers that that we named. And as always, you can follow me on KC by Sari and we will see you next week. KC Confidential. KC's Confidential. Yay. Kansas City's best. Ooh, Casey Confidential. Mm. 
Confidential.